0: Today on Locked On Rockies, can the Rockies fix their pitching issues in the starting pitching free agent market? Exciting names, but let's be real. Are any of them going to come to Colorado? You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome to the Locked on Rockies podcast for today, the 16th day of October in the year 2023. I am your host of the Locked on Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, well, guess what? You're in the right spot. That's what we do around here each and every day is Talk Rockies Baseball right here on your favorite streaming services and on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel where you can be part of the show by posting your comments, your thoughts, your Rockies hot takes and more. And you can also help the show out by subscribing there. Your subscription to Locked On Rockies is the easiest way to help the show grow, and I really, really do appreciate it. I'm Paul Holden, your host of Locked On Rockies. We're diving into the free agent pitching market today for the Rockies. And interesting names, but I think we got to be realistic with ourselves in who the Rockies are going to be able to bring in, and how many people they are going to be able to convince to come play uh, for the Rockies, as well as how do you navigate the injuries and the impending return of some of these players even though it's super long we'll also uh, take a quick look at the postseason and lots lots more but in case uh, you didn't know i'm paul holden your rockies fan extraordinaire been bringing you your daily rockies talk for three seasons on the Lockdown rockies podcast and following this team my whole life today's episode is brought to you by game time download the game time app Create an account and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All righty, here we go. Um, I wanted to look and I wanted to be thinking as uh, the Rockies are approaching the free agent market and, and and certainly with lots of need in their starting pitching. And there's some interesting ones that are going to be hitting free agency or expected to hit free agency, depending about options. It could uh, it could change. It could uh, could uh, mix up who actually is a available during this period. But so I started looking up and I wanted to go and uh, I found this Bleacher Report article here ranking the starting pitchers available at uh this free agent that they expect to be free agents they got a couple that they think might opt out and of course some that are actually free agents and here's my thing i'm gonna just run down the list i'm just gonna run down the list here and then you tell me when we get to a player that's likely to sign with the rockies now i know this is not every single available starting pitcher but Elite starting pitching, great starting pitching, the most interesting immediately top of your rotation, going to impact your rotation right away. Style pitchers that the Rockies desperately need. Tell me when you when when you get to a name that that you think here. Jack Flaherty, Eduardo Rodriguez, Marcus Stroman, Lucas Giolito, Sony Gray. Jordan Montgomery, Clayton Kershaw, Aaron Nola, Blake Snell, and uh, Yoshibu Yamamoto there out of Japan. The Rockies don't stand a chance. The, the the Rockies aren't going to be able to get let alone the amount of money and commitment and and XYZ that you'd be offering there and you'd have to you kind of have to figure that out, but these are the type when we're looking at an offseason like this and the Rockies aren't in a position to to do the big splash move this offseason it really wouldn't make sense i don't think with with their timeline and what they're trying to to figure out but eventually you're going to have to look at a market like this and you're going to have to look at the fact that there are multiple big name options that you can get or are available through free agency and you got to make a splash and get one of them the rockies just aren't in those conversations it's it's just not really all that reasonable to believe that the Rockies are going to be a factor in discussions with any of these teams or with any of these players. And I know that, again, we're talking this is the top 10 from Bleacher Report, and it's not all the starting pitchers, but that is part of the problem. That is part of the overarching issue with the Rockies is you got to convince starting pitchers and other players that even if they're just looking for their rebound, the rebound is worth it in Colorado. The rebound is worth it there. But unfortunately, right now, a bounce-back approach to Coors Field is more of like a CJ Crone, randall gritchick type of bounce-back where it's interesting to them because it's still treated as much more of a curse. But shouldn't Pierce Johnson be able to look at his season and and look at his success and say, hey, I was able to go out and do that and, and see how valuable, I know the Braves got bounced, but he was still successful over there. There still should be some look at and say, hey, there is success within the Rockies. There are good things. There are enticing things. And if you're a pitcher, it should be pretty encouraging to sit there and say, hey, that's a pretty darn good infield we got there. And potentially we got two of the most exciting young outfielders. But that's so that that mountain is still so hard to overcome when you mix in historic performance and and uh, usual relevance, and the way uh, how tough it is usually to pitch the, the the differences between bouncing between the home and the road and this and that and blah 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 blah, that it's going to complicate and convolute that picture. I would say out of that list, you might look at someone maybe like a Flaherty who see, you know, I I think probably more interested again in trying to get back with with Baltimore and things like that, but is looking for a bounce back, could be looking at a team that, maybe he needs a little, you know, he needs some time. He's still young. He can, he can grow with this team a little bit more and take on the challenge of course field. Maybe you try to, to, to go after him. I mean, he's, he's been successful over his career, 667 innings, 42 and 34, 3.75 ERA, 1.21 whip, one, uh, the 10, uh, walkouts per nine or walkouts, <laughs> strikeouts per nine and a 10.1 baseball, uh, reference war. And 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 this is after a down year this year. He's he's only twenty eight. He was a Cy Young candidate. That's the type of stuff I think would be interesting for the Rockies, especially in next year. Someone that 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 could uh, that needs to retool and reshape things. But the problem is, especially when it's coming to comes from pitchers. The last place you're going to go if you're looking to rebound, looking to reshape, looking to retool your pitching uh tool tool bench and tools tool set, I should say, is Colorado. Are the Rockies ever really going to be able to dispel of the risk and the challenge of pitching at Coors Field? You can say, "Hey, these are we have had successful pitchers. We 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 have had uh we have uh We've had people that can come to Coors Field and and have success in their season, and, and and if you're looking at at career war for for some pitchers here, the Rockies have people that finished higher. Now, some of these pitchers went on to pitch in different places, who Baldwin Menes, for example, but he he still is a leader for the Rockies in a career war of eighteen point nine. Kyle Freeland's at an eighteen. I mean, Herman Marquez is at a sixteen. Julius Chatsin is at a fifteen. John Gray, an 11. I mean, there's an opening there if you're Flaherty to look at. There are pitchers that have been successful and maintained success and been more successful over their careers than Flaherty, but it's still the stigma. And so when I look at this, I, realistically, the Rockies, the best move the Rockies could make this offseason is stuff so, is to shore up that pitching staff. Because we have to have faith and have to have hope that this offense is going to take step a step forward. This is a team, hopefully we're going to see a team that's more disciplined and better at the dish that's going to back up your pitching staff. There has to be a way to entice and bring in some of these big name starting pitchers because I will never forget what Patrick Lyons told me here. And 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 I'm going to be paraphrasing what he said, because this was back in the offseason before. 2023, but when we were talking about some of the big names, because I, I was curious, like wouldn't a wouldn't a Bellinger or or a Castellanos or Schwarber be interested in coming and playing in Colorado? And he he gave me an interesting uh, an answer to that, and, and I'm I, I it's something. I haven't really forgotten about. And uh, I want to tell you about that and continue our conversation about attacking the free agent pitcher market here for the Rockies coming up in segment number two. But before we do that, got to tell you about our friends at Game Time. And Game Time got me to one of uh, my favorite band's concerts a couple weeks ago. I was unable to get tickets when they came out, sold out. You know the classic story. And I was able to say, you know what? I want to go. And that day, I was able to get tickets thanks to Game Time. Game Time has you covered for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They got last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee. You got No guesswork when it comes to buying tickets. I love being able to see where I sit before. I think it's one of the best parts about game time. I know where I'm going to sit. I know what the view is like. One of the most important things to me is seeing that seat on game time, and I love that it's a feature there. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app. Create an account. Use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB. That's Locked On MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming services. Bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. Shout outs to our everydayers out there, the folks that tune in all the time, and the folks that. Let us subscribe to the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel. That's the best way to help the show grow and the best way to be part of the show because you can fire off your comments in the Locked on Rockies YouTube comments section. Let me know what you think about the Rockies. Let me know what you think about the Rockies' approach to free agency, especially when it comes to pitchers should be. And uh, I remember when I was talking to Patrick Lyons and uh, last year and I was talking about it. And Basically, he was telling me about how close the Rockies are in some of these conversations, but the Rockies were never really close on a Cody Bellinger. They never really considered Colorado. It's not even on the radar. That's the, that's an, the biggest underlying theme. I think not only to the Coors field narrative, not only to just a, the, the best thing you can do to entice players to come and play for you is to win plain and simple. I think there would be more pitchers more encouraged to come here if they saw that the Rockies were consistently able to navigate playing at home versus away and were able to show that they can back them up and show that at the end of the day, giving up a couple ain't going to be the worst. If you're a pitcher that can be successful at limiting the damage at cores and helping this team stay in ballgames on the road, You're going to be successful. And like we talked about before, there have been successful Rockies pitchers. There have been pitchers that have started on the Rockies and then moved on from the Rockies and been successful. There have been pitchers that have come to the Rockies and been successful. It's a matter of changing that entire stigma around Colorado. And it starts by winning. Plain and simple. Every offseason would be better and easier for the Colorado Rockies if they were coming off. Ah, we just missed the postseason. Ah, we just did this. But when the Rockies find themselves continuously way out of the race, bottom of the picture, why go subject yourself to somewhere that's notoriously difficult, make things more possibly more difficult for you to bounce back from, and sign long-term with Colorado? I just don't believe that with all the analytics, all the numbers, all the stuff that goes on and the approach to baseball and everything today—that we can't be become a more convincing place for pitchers to come and be successful for to try something else to retool and reshape their 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 career. But it's a matter of because. <sighs> Coors Field is not the only offensive-friendly ballpark. It's not the only – you can't just be the – you can't just always lean on Coors Field as just like the, the ultimate deterrent for for players and especially good pitching because there's other offensive-friendly parks and there's other and, – and pitchers are able to go. Granted, market size, success, XYZ, that's that all that backs that up. So when we're looking at the Rockies' ability to address their biggest need in free agency this offseason, which is starting pitching, the question really does become how much can the Rockies convince other or convince these players that coming to Colorado is worth the challenge? It's worth the risk. It's worth the change to potentially your your approach, your pitch count, your pitch selection, your pitch usage, your pitch velocity. How do you convince pitchers that it's worth it? And you hope that you can point to and say that the young foundation of the team should be the first building block. If you're a, I think it's much more likely the Rockies are going to go out and get aged veterans on some in more interesting deals or return to pitchers that they had last year and, for, and things to be pretty close to how they were last year, this coming year in 2024, outside of them being able to go out and get somebody like Flaherty. But at least when the Rockies can approach these players, when the Rockies are able to go into these negotiations, which they will—I mean, they have to—it's part of the game. I'm sure they're going to talk. They're going to talk to some people. I don't know if any of these top ten names on on uh, from Bleacher Report are going to get uh, you know much conversation from the Rockies. The Flaherty one's kind of interesting. I I I I, I, I put my my foot down on that one. Uh, but if you can point and say, "Hey, man." We just had a center fielder do some had a defensive performance that's never been done in in team history. We have a guy, an out, another outfielder that is gunning people down and and is a huge resource to help cut down on runs on extra base hits or or in crucial situations. We have a infield of a gold glove winner, a multiple gold glove nominee and one of the most exciting young rookie shortstops in the game. That, that That is a convincing argument. Mixed in with the fact that you have some good veterans, you have your Chris Bryant and your Charlie Blackmans, Colorado's a good place to live. There's a lot of factors that should go in and make it convincing, but the, at the end of the day, the Rockies are going to have to rely more on development and within the organization's success because the Rockies have had a history of lack of success. So I don't really think the Rockies are going to be able to make big splashes in free agency this offseason when it comes to starting pitching. Maybe some some names of the past, but just like we were talking about with the with with the, the Purple Row guys there last week, I, I think it is more likely that the Rockies run it back with some of these guys because they 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 know what to expect. It won't cost them that much. That's another thing. I mean the Rocky, how much are the Rockies willing to commit to pitching and, and, and how much money are they willing to spend? It's a team that has made extensions. It's a team that doesn't completely shut the pocketbooks. They if, if if the Rockies have a chance at one of these elite pitchers, they should be willing to pay them. If an elite pitcher or or a good pitcher, if if the Rockies could get someone that could immediately slide into the top half of their rotation, it'll be worth the money, even if it's on a shorter term deal. But can the Rockies really get pitchers to come on short deals? Can the Rockies count on consistency on short deals? Can the Rockies really rely on that? No. The best way for the Rockies to be able to improve their chances in free agency of getting uh, of getting better pitchers is by having better results in the season. And I know that's not crazy analysis, but that's at its core. And, and it circles back again to what we keep saying. It's, it's is this team prepared enough to be successful as pitching? When we look at the stats and when we look at the performances, I know there's injuries. I know what happened to the starting rotation. I'm aware of it. But it goes deeper to just this year. It goes basically the the the, the rotation and the players in the rotation declining in appearances and performance since the playoffs it's the team not they they have they have rebolstered and they have brought in more more people into the organization for pitchers but but how do you handle years like this the rockies can't just look to the farm system and just feel overtly confident in all of the pitchers that they have down there and the ones that are coming back you you can't just sit there and feel super confident in some of the young guys that are going to be returning from injury and rehab the guys that maybe didn't have as much looks there are a lot more arms in the system, but there's not a lot of wow factor. In reality, I would I, I like I think it would set a really good tone for the Rockies stepping forward in their rebuild if they were able to get a good pitcher. One of maybe one of these top ten pitchers or or some of these other interesting arms on the on the free agent market to come and sign a three year deal with the Rockies and be here to watch this young core go through what should be a, a a window of prime for them, a window of opportunity for them, a window where the Rockies are hopefully back in it, led by some solid starting pitching. If you can bolster with some free agents, and you get good to 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 solid performances from some of your mainstay rotation guys at the back half of 24. You can look like a completely different team. You can look like a team going into 25 with hey we 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 got we got our big guy. He's got a year of cores under his belt. We have Senza and 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 uh, Marquez coming in here for this second year. You know 2025. If, if you're able to do that, I mean, if you're able to insert a a number one or number two starter. You really set yourself and someone that can navigate the challenges of 24 and really prop up the Rockies for a more successful 25 when you're anticipating full seasons of Senza and Marquez and, of course, Freeland and Gomber still playing a factor and who knows what could happen with development of young arms. That's going to be the best bet for the Rockies. I just think at the end of the day, no player is going to sit and say, hey, the Rockies, they just had their worst season ever. I'm going to go pitch for them because I'm going to be, I think I'm going to be part of the solution and my bounce back and my return is going to help this Rockies club immediately. And it's going to be the best move for me. I I just don't know how many pitchers are out there saying Colorado is the best spot for me to go to on the elite level, the good level. There's definitely a lot of veteran pitchers that are going to say, Hey, I don't paycheck T spot on a roster innings. Give me it. I'm there. That's certainly, you know, the Rockies are probably going to be more grabbing the, the Dallas Keuchels of the world than, uh, than than the Jack Flaherty's. But, you know, it's just something at least to look at and, and ponder. And, I mean, it's, it's it's a question. I mean, there's, there's like we said, there have been successful pitchers that have pitched at Coors Field for a while. It's just the Rockies got a tough, tough, tough job convincing. Uh, ahead of them this free agency but but we'll see I, I think the Rockies are really it's an interesting free agency period for the Rockies and the 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 focus mainly has to be on pitching because when you look elsewhere the spots are filled now we need to see more from you know we're hoping to see more from those spots but but the question marks and where you go it's it's more of adding depth and 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 such throughout those position players whereas pitchers it's like the, the Rockies need you know the Rockies need people to be starting pitchers today, right now, because you know the Freeland and Gomber still returning from their inj- they're rehabbing and healing, and and you know X Y Z. That's the crisis picture. I just don't know if the Rockies are going to be that successful in, in in bringing in free agents outside of uh, running it back with some of the vets that we know, or some of the vets that uh, we have uh, the the some of the vets that uh, have have just continued to kind of fade away. In terms of their their big national relevance, but maybe they'll help the Rockies out. We'll see. Uh, all right, uh, so that's kind of where we're at. It, it, it'd be great. I mean, it's it, it's. I think the Rockies are starting to have a convincing argument for pitchers to come and and be a part of of an exciting part or future. But I think the Rockies need to go through 24 and kind of show that exciting future and show the steps forward for us to really convince these top 10 level uh, pitchers or these elite level pitchers to come and sign with Colorado. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Houston uh, and they're playing a tight ball game as we're recording here. So, so my, my little overlay might be misleading here, especially as uh, who knows how things might end up uh, over the game, but there's something off about the Astros this year, but they're also the team that has been the one proven the exception to the format curse of this season let's talk about that coming up here in segment number three but before we do that gotta tell you about our friends at FanDuel FanDuel's got you covered not only during the baseball postseason they got you covered during football, they got you covered during basketball, they got you covered during everything because they're America's number one sports book. October Baseball is back, and you can make your postseason better with FanDuel. Join FanDuel today, and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place your first five dollar bet, just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bets. So head on over to fanduel.com slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Remember how I was saying uh, before we took that break that you never know what might happen and my little overlay might uh, be outdated. Well, uh, Jordan Alvarez takes uh, Chapman deep in the eighth and makes it a one-run ball game. So certainly uh, the steam still in full force, especially from that guy. Oh, my God. This guy just was born to hit home runs in the postseason, man. That guy is just a delight. And talk about a machine the houston astros and, and and that's why i i think we need to point this out i've watched i've been throughout the playoffs and and, and stuff i haven't watched every pitch every moment every game and, and things but there have been moments where i haven't been overly impressed with houston as i say this they made their what seventh straight alcs i think their dominance the aura of dominance is a little bit weaker this year just because of the way that the season shook out just because of of uh some of these things. But then you just kind of factor in, you know, because you love to hate the Astros. That's it's part of the thing. It's part of, they are the villains of Major League Baseball, whether they want to uh, accept it or not, which I think they pretty much have universally accepted. But they are the ones that continue to say, "Doubt us if you may. Doubt keep us in the bang of your mind." They just keep coming back. They just keep being a factor, and and that that's something you have to look for. I mean. They are the they are the team with the favorites. They're the teams, you know, playing with the format, doing with the thing, playing late into the seasons all the time, doing these things. I mean, you can hate them, but they're going to fight the entire way even through these injuries, even through this uh, you know, even through a down season. It's uh it's hard to doubt them. But that's but what Texas is doing and what Texas has an opportunity to do is something I just dream the Rockies get an opportunity to have one day. I don't know if it'll ever... I mean, the, the Diamondbacks might, might might be beating them to the punch, might be doing it there. with with. They'll have to maybe back it up a couple bit here in the other postseasons, but they've already done it this year. Be the the, the team in the NL West to just end the streak. End, end the dynasty. End the control. And, and I know they've already made it to the championship series, so that doesn't say much. But I'm saying set that tone. And if they go up 20 and if it's a short series against the Astros, I mean that's a big statement from Texas. I know it's not what Major League Baseball wants, but that's a big statement from Texas, and that's a moment where I think Houston is going to have to evaluate and look at the, you know, who can they keep? Who can't they keep? Where are they going to go? Who's gets run back? who you know, that those questions get get tougher and tougher. Whereas Texas seems like they've built something for the next few years. But it's interesting that Houston hasn't had to uh, navigate as much of the, the you know. They, they have avoided the issues that the Dodgers haven't. And it's just like, I want to sit here. I want to do it. Like, ah, Houston's Houston's running out of steam. They, uh, they, they are, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're going to go down here to Texas. But that's just, just not the case. They have navigated. I mean, they have dealt with the. You know, it's it's they have they've had to deal with being the villains. They've had to navigate. They've had to come back and 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 prove that they can do it without the trash cans, and they're doing that. But it's just a matter of if they do go down, is that the end of the era? I don't know. I think they. I mean, they've built such a juggernaut of late that it's hard to think it can end, but. The cycles come and come, come and go for everybody. I mean, we 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 see it in, in 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 other sports. We've seen it with other teams too. We'll have to just see. But Houston's still very much uh, in this game, especially uh, as of uh, as of recording. One 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 run ball game here in the bottom of the eighth with two outs. So, you know, I, I think as with the, the conversation about the format continues, you have to point and say, "Well, Houston's back. Houston's doing it." I think just. They, you know, the 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 momentum, I mean, it's just it just highlights the wackiness of baseball in October. And hopefully the Rockies can be in a Texas Rangers situation where they can dethrone a longtime NL West rival and set off on a period of success for themselves. We'll just have to see how the playoffs shake out for the rest of the teams there, and uh, we'll be keeping on. A look at the Colorado Rockies all off-season long, folks. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Rockies. Thank you so much for joining us and for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and streaming on your favorite streaming services. We bring you your Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and you can find us on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, where you can be part of the show by subscribing and posting in the comments section and telling me what you think the Rockies should do in free agency when it comes to pitching, folks. Until next time, this is Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies. Podcast. Don't miss out on the Locked On Broncos, Locked On Avalanche, Locked On Nuggets, and Locked On Buffs podcast for your second listen of the day. And until next time, I'll catch you on the flippity flip.